Hey. Hello. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of QID, the podcast that's turning to. Ooh, not the terrible two. <laughs> oh, no, we're not terrible. This is our second year. That is wild to think that that much time has gone by. I know. And we have been consistent. And I am like so proud of us because uh, (laughs) you know it's in real life. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But I am so proud of us. Two years in the making, y'all. Because who would have (laughs) thought? Not me. Not me either. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing us, because we're so flaky. Well, Mostly. Not that like we're flaky. <laughs> it's just we have so many other things going on that it's like you're just tired. And it's like, do you have time to do something else, to commit yeah. to something else that requires a certain level of commitment? But you know, we've been we've been doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So we're so thankful to all of you. That have listened, supported, came on the show, gave us a review, bought something from our store, or, you know, spent some money with Hugh I Do along the way. We have so much in store for this uh, second year. You know, we got some, some things planned. One thing we could tell you about is that we're diversifying our episodes a little bit, so... Vendors, we're going to have some episodes for you because there are a lot of y'all listening and following and supporting us. And because we're both on this marriage journey, you know, you're just some months away and I'm over 10 months in. We're going to have some marriage related episodes. So some of you old Hugh booze can come back and listen because y'all are newlyweds and navigating all that. Maybe you don't need to find a videographer because you're past that, but maybe you need to figure out how to communicate with your spouse. Or We have a lot of different things in the works, but just know one of them is we're diversifying the episodes a little bit. And because we've been on here for a while, we can get to some good nitty gritty type episodes instead of, you know, sometimes more of the wedding one-on-one stuff. Like we've kind of done a lot of that, but now we're going to talk about some real topics. Not saying the ones before aren't real, but you know, like the episode today that you're about to listen to, which is about why do all these black weddings look the same? Look at Instagram. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are some of us who don't want that cookie cutter not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but... But when you look around and the aesthetic of Black weddings is basically the same any on like the major platforms that you look at or the places with the big followers, you know, then it basically perpetuates a cycle of looking and only seeing that as inspiration and not knowing that you can step outside the box. So... 
we're talking about that today with three very wonderful guests that have all been on the show before. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Tell us, leave us a review, leave us a comment. Let us know. We know that you're going to enjoy, especially if you've made it this far. I mean, of course. you've been rocking with us for two years. And so, and I will say when I posted, when we were recording the episode, there were a few people that commented and was like, Ooh, okay. Like, Looking forward to hearing this. So we already know y'all are going to like this. We got some good episodes coming for y'all. Not to like toot our own horn, but you know, toot toot. 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 (laughs) 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 Anyway, so enjoy this episode, y'all. Hey, Hugh Booze. This is your girl, Tania. If you did not already know, I recently got engaged 4321. That's April 3rd, 2021 girls engaged (laughs) i am in the beginning stages of wedding planning and to be honest it has been overwhelming yes being a co-host on you i do has helped a bit but i did not know where to start i did not know what questions to ask my vendors and how to navigate this entire process because it is a process i was leaning on ashley a little bit too much and i'm pretty sure she was possibly getting annoyed with me but you know she loves me So I was excited when our good friends over at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast reached out and said, hey, we have a wedding planning digital course and it's everything that you need to plan your own wedding as a wedding planner would do it. As you know, Christy and Michelle are both wedding planners. And when I tell you they have literally walked me through every single process of planning and it's been absolutely amazing. So they have given us a deal for our listeners, $50 off the total price of the course with our promo code, QIDO. So head on over to thebigweddingplanningmasterclass.com. Again, that is thebigweddingplanningmasterclass.com and type in QIDO at checkout for $50 off. I promise you will not be disappointed. We have three very special guests with us today. Uh, Let's see, who wants to introduce themselves first? (laughs) I'll go first. Okay. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jennifer Price. I am the owner and lead planner of Event Shop Chicago, and we are a boutique wedding planning firm based in the Chicagoland area. Ooh, okay. And we've had you definitely, well, we've had all three of y'all on the show before, but we're glad to have you back. Um, All right, who wants to go next? I will go. My name is Ramia. I am a Nashville native, born and raised, and I am a 2021 bride. Congratulations. We're so happy to have you back on. Thank (laughs) you. I'm glad to be back. And my name is Candace Darby. I am the owner and director of The Cocoa Bride. um, That is a bridal concierge company based in Atlanta. Yay. We're so happy (laughs) to have you on. We're happy to have all three of you on. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into a topic that Tania and I have like gone back and forth about a whole bunch because she's going through wedding planning and trying to find vendors and stuff like that. And it's just like, dang, everything looks the same. Like everything can get very redundant. You know, you look at this vendor, go to the next vendor page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The colors, not even the flowers, because the flowers be looking the same. But yeah, nothing's exactly. original these days. I would definitely exactly. agree. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all are both in the same boat. We're going to get into this or that. Listeners know it's a game we play every week. 
we ask you to pick between this or that and you explain why. We're going to start in the order you're in. So to start, and this is like a random one. There's no like real theme or rhyme or reason to it. Um, would you prefer to have a pre-ceremony cocktail hour or a pre-ceremony photo booth? Pre-ceremony cocktail hour. I think that is okay. like a lot of fun and I think guests will appreciate it. Okay. Or Mia? definitely agree I think both of them actually kind of go hand in hand like if you have like a pre-cocktail hour people are more than likely going to be taking pictures anyway but I think Mm -hmm. that's like a a good thing to kind of get your guests like moving and grooving and having a good time and kind of relax so I think it kind of sets the tone for the actual wedding ceremony okay I am the outlier I am going (laughs) to say absolutely not to the pre-ceremony cocktail hour because I had an unplugged wedding and the ceremony is not where I need you to be a little turned up. I want to say that for after we leave the church, I want everybody to be calm and collected. At <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Okay, Tania, what about you? So I'm actually with Candace on this one as well, because I'm not trying to, for one, y'all know me, I'm, I'm very frugal. I'm not paying for two cocktails. <laughs> like, you know, oh and, then, and then also, also, I do not want people to be turned during the ceremony. I need y'all to be crying with me. I need y'all to be quiet. I need y'all not to be That's the bones. Exactly. And so, yeah, we're going to do the cocktail hour after the ceremony. And yeah, mostly for my pockets. But yeah. Okay. I don't know which one I would do. Probably the, I don't know. At my point, I'm already married. So cocktail hour, that's fine. Just (laughs) (laughs) It it doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. So would you prefer to have multiple bridal showers based on your friend or family group or have one bridal shower where everybody just is in one place? One and done, just... Everybody that can come, come. But because I, I think like when you're in the heat of like preparing for a wedding, like having multiple stuff that you have to like find outfits for. And typically, you know, it just seems like that's just a lot to have to do to have multiple ones. So I think everybody that can come to the one bridal shower, that will be it. And I'll see everybody else at the wedding. Okay. I don't know. I think I did one bridal shower. So for context, I did do one when I did get married, but I feel like I would have loved to do small, intimate ones. They don't have to be like over the top, but like in a yard or at someone's house, because I don't remember talking to everybody at the shower. So I feel like I didn't get a chance to connect with each guest because it was like 75 people and maybe not that many. I got married a while ago, but the fact is I I didn't connect (laughs) with every guest. So I would have loved to do like 10 people at somebody's yard uh, so that I can actually connect with them and hang out. That makes sense. Okay. I'm definitely going to say multiple. If this is being hypothetical, money-wise, I would not want to do multiple if I was paying for it. But if I was not paying for it, I'm going to say multiple because this is your one time to be a bride. I want to drag this thing out. I want all the events. I want all the pictures. I want all the outfits. I want to drag it out the most. (laughs) I I can definitely see you do that, (laughs) Candace. That is track. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, Tania, what are you doing? I honestly don't even want one. And I may be the only person that actually says that, but yeah. We're so we have to have a conversation. <laughs> Cause why? I, mean, but I don't know. Okay. I'm just, uh, we'll talk about it later. That's fine. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, I said that to Desmond and she was like, absolutely not. You're having a bridal shower. And I was like, well, I don't want anything over the top. But anyways, just one, just one. But I don't want a lot of people there. So it's going to have to be like close, intimate people anyways. But yeah, just one. Okay, because that gets into your guest list. And all right. Anyway, for me, actually agreed with me. So no, I do agree because I'm I'm on the fence too. Like I could go either way with having or not having a bridal shower. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because of planning a wedding already is a lot. And I know that I'm very particular of how I like things to be. So I'm all about the aesthetics and things like that. So I'm like, sometimes everybody may not know your vision for what you want. So then mm-hmm. it comes to play like I have to end up like stepping in and having to help so for me I'm like yeah that's something I could take or leave like it's not a big deal for me and I never thought that I would be that type of bride because I thought that I would definitely want to be like drawn out and Mm -hmm. everybody showering you and things like that and now I'm just kind of like I really don't have to have a bridal shower yeah okay I don't know what I would do I don't even remember the question. So we're going to go to the next. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Would you prefer to have, as you're ending the night, would you prefer to have the fake exit? So, you know, they say so you could cut coins um, on your photographer and videographer. So everybody pretends to do the whole sparkler or whatever and then leave and then y'all just go back to dance. Or do you want a true, like, end pump and circumstance when you're actually leaving i'm gonna say i would want to do the real thing only because i think it can be confusing it's kind of a mood killer for me to like Mm -hmm. stop y'all from dancing put your drinks down everybody go outside for 25 minutes and then go back in so i would say let's just do it real time and when you're done you can actually get out okay so I got to answer this as a planner, and that's really hard for me. Uh, as a planner, though, I would recommend the fake exit only because, but a fake exit really close towards the end. Photographers and videographers are very expensive. And if you add on time at the end of the night, you are looking at extra thousands of dollars. So um, I, I agree with Candace that it could be like confusing and a bit of a, like a buzz kill for your dance floor, but hopefully your DJ has worked his money and wait and he can get everybody back going because it's going to really add up at the end. Okay. That's a good point for me. I think for me, I'm with Candace, but then I understand where Jennifer is coming from. Like I definitely would want to do it in real time because I just want to be able to live that moment in real time. Um, I guess the part for me would have to be to stop the guests from like dancing or enjoying the reception to go outside or wherever your venue, you know, that you choose would be to even do the exit. Um, I don't know if I would want to cut my reception off to go do that. But then I also understand from a planner's perspective, um, it just being time consuming or just adding on costs or additional fees for a photographer to have to be there to wait until the end of the night. And then you may not have an adequate amount of guests to kind of do a real time ending, depending on what time your wedding ends. Pro tip, though, you really don't need a ton of people to do that photo you need like 10 people so if you just grab like your wedding party and head out with your photographer Mm. nobody knows the difference you don't have to like totally kill the dance floor Mm, that's a 
That's okay. a real pro tip. That's a gem right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna send y'all invoice later for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna definitely Give us a discount. Your advice on that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna take your advice. Um, because I'm all about like the real time because I want everyone to leave because I'm about my coin. I don't want to pay an extra hour. Like, <laughs> but I like that idea, Jennifer. So I'm I'm gonna write that down, and that's what we're gonna be doing. <laughs> yes, Thank I love you. to hear. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> so the last one: Would you prefer to get inspiration from something you saw on Instagram, or would you prefer to get inspiration from a conversation with a vendor? Um. Death to Instagram inspiration. I I think that's why we're here though too to kind of talk about that. Yes. I would love for people to get inspiration for their wedding from so many other places, food, vacation, um, fashion, any other place besides what has been posted on every blog this past week. I think it's almost, which is why we're here. Like you said, I almost think it's the same now. I think a lot of vendors are getting their inspiration from Instagram. So it's passing over to the brides. I've literally seen certain vendors, like I can see the same. I'm like, I've seen this wedding and I know like exactly where this was recreated from. So I think it were kind of, it's like Pinterest. Like it's hard. I've seen the Pinterest dress 50 times. It's kind of hard to find the difference between the two at this point. I agree with both Jennifer and Candice. Like even for me, just looking for inspiration, like, of course, you do look on Instagram because now we live in a society where everything is posted. We can see vendor work. We can see planner work. But everything is looking like it's hard to kind of differentiate what's what because everything looks the same. And even just the way, you know, color schemes or floral designs, it just all typically looks the same. So, like Jennifer said, getting inspiration from like other things like fashion, outdoors, like those things really make a difference whenever you're trying to plan and create something different than what you've seen on social media. For sure. And I concur with everyone um, getting inspiration outside of Instagram. Because like each of you said, like everything is looking the same. Everyone is doing the same decor. Everyone has the same dress. Well, not quite, but kind of, sort of. And even with me, I kind of get confused, like, of what I actually want. Like, I want to do something different, but then I don't want it to look lame, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, inspiration outside. Okay. Um, I would agree with all of y'all. So, we are going to dive into these questions because... That actually was a good segue into the first question. And we've kind of hinted towards it, but why do all these weddings look the same? Social media. I mean, it's just easier. If if a bride comes to you and you've kind of already done it or you've kind of already seen it, the blueprint's already there. I think people are just like going into a comfort level. And then I think it's honestly, like Tania said, I think brides almost forget what they actually like. And so they're like, yeah, I do want bundles and I want the fit and flare dress and I want the and they're like that's not even who you told me you were but I think you forget like with any image that you see over and over again you forget what you really like so social media is to blame essentially in all this and I would agree um just even planning a wedding I will say that I feel like a lot of brides or a lot of couples that are getting married because social media has been such a big platform for weddings 
I feel like a lot of people do things for viral moments or what's going to be, oh my gosh, and who's this this person's gonna repost me on their page and this person's gonna see this. And so it creates this viral thing where it looks like, oh my gosh, they had the wedding of the year. But most of the time for a lot of these planners that I have seen, or even just from experience of talking to different planners, a lot of these planners have the same blueprint. If they tell you that they are a floral designer, please believe them. That is all, that is their specialty. If their specialty is not creating an experience or an event that is going to be specifically for you and your fiance or soon to be husband, please believe them because what they show you and what they tell you is going to be that. So if all they can do is florals and it may be a different design or different color scheme, that's not to take away from it, just saying that, you know, they're all beautiful, but they already have a blueprint. They know how to make a a flower decor table, or they already know how to make a flower chandelier or, you know, how to make flowers cascade down the aisle, they already have that blueprint. So it's a lot easier for them to navigate. So for any bride planning their wedding, just make sure that the specifics that you're really wanting, make sure that that event planner can really execute your vision instead of them just saying, well, this is what I specialize in. And then that's it. And then you just go from there. Well, I ain't had to say a word. She said exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> but no, I mean, that is, it, I think social media is unfortunately, it's become this like rat race to who could be posted the most. And so you just fall into this, this outline of what a wedding should be. Um, one of the things that we ask our couples on our first call is, what do you want people to experience on your wedding? Not like, what do you, what florals do you like? Or what's your favorite color palette? That's not, we start with, what do you want people to experience? And very often couples are like, what do you mean? Like, what do you want them to smell when they walk into your room? What do you, what textures do you want them to touch on your table setting? Like, how do you want them to experience your love story? And it is not always the same. I don't want it to be the same. That's not fun. I mean, for me as a creative, it's not fun. Very good point. I I was thinking still about what Ramia was saying, where basically there's kind of like this, the blueprint, because they, they've already done this. So they're going to show you this, um, or they're going to push for you to kind of want this style or use these flowers or whatever, because that's what they've always done in the past. And I know this might be kind of a question I got further down, but how is it, how, what can brides do? Or like, what can we do to really push back on that? Like, okay, I'm coming to you and saying that these are the colors I want. I don't know anything about flowers. I'm not a botanist or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know that space. But how is it? How, like, what could I say or do to be like, but I don't want my wedding to look like that wedding that you just did or that intimate affair that you just, you know, like that birthday party that you did. Because sometimes, and I don't, I don't want to say people are, you know, my vendors are doing this, but <laughs> I may be, you know, just like another blueprint when it's like, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't want my reception or vow renewal or whatever to look exactly like another one, just in a different color, you know? I think it's just so easy to do it, you know, because it's already set, you know, they know that they're good at 
that. So they expect you to want that as well. So it's kind of like, how do you navigate around that? Like, And I think mm-hmm. for brides, it's very important that we ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes planners can overbook and overextend themselves. Like if there is... 20 people trying to have a wedding in one year, your specialty is flowers. Are you creative enough to say, okay, each wedding is going to be different. And if not, then a bride has to be okay with that because this might be the the best planner that they have in their city or everybody raves about them. And so you take away from the personalization of the couple and what they may want because they're so set on having this planner because this is the best planner in my city. Everybody raves about this planner. This is who I want. So it's no longer about, even if they don't know how to do anything different, you have already had it in your mind that this is who I'm going with and without thinking that this is all that they can produce. So I think asking questions ahead of time, but coming to a planner and saying, hey, are you able to execute this? If you don't see any pictures of their work on Instagram of things that you're interested in, more than likely they're not the best fit for you. And that is okay. Um, You just have to do more research and really have a planner that you can connect with that's going to bring your vision to life. Um, Ramia just said definitely what I was thinking. I think a little bit of it is for the bride to have to do research on your vendors. I think if you, you know you want a carefree organic kind of wedding just because it's the best planner but you know they do 12 foot floral monograms and they do the cold smoke and the sparkling but that's not your like then don't go to them because that's probably what they're going to give you you have to go to who's best for what you do whether it's you want to wear your natural hair then don't go to the girl who does lace fronts just because she's the best stylist like you have to handpick because these people aren't cheap you have to handpick your specific team um, I think as a, from a vendor standpoint, though, I also think it is idea for vendors to say, I'm not sure I'm a good fit for you. It's a hard conversation to have. And I've had to have that conversation with couples. Um, they're like, we want this and this. And I'm just like, I don't think that's something that we can create and fully create it genuinely and with intent. Like we're unable to assist you. So here are three other planners I know that can do that or three other designers I know that can do that. And God's feet. And it's not a diss. It's not like I'm not, you're not good enough for me, but it's just that we know what our style is and we know how, that we want to create experiences and we don't want to do templates. So if a template is your choice and it's not a bad choice it's yours, but if a template is your choice, then maybe we're not the best fit for you. So what are popular wedding trends that you frequently see amongst black couples? We love the sparklers, the cold, uh, the cold smoke, Yes. Um, the fit and flare mermaid dress with the foofy bottom. Literally, nobody would let me wear that kind of dress because I style and they were like, no, you put so many girls in this dress. You, like just that general shape. My mm-hmm. sister wouldn't even wear a fitted dress because she was like, every wedding I've been to, hourglass with the foofy bottom. So we, I definitely know when we see it. I had an Instagram wedding, so, but I knew that. I wanted that. So I don't think anything's wrong with it, but you just get, you see some of the same things. Um, I probably would say glam in general. Like I see a lot of black couples navigate to this glam style and it's in all aspects of the wedding, all the different categories. Um, there are a few photographers out right now that I adore that do the best work, but now their work is starting to all look the same to me because the every I don't know if every couple's coming to them saying this is what we want 
or they're saying, this is what I'm going to do. So I just think it's the overall glam look that I'm seeing a lot. And I would love to see couples branch out a little bit more. I want to jump. Sorry, I want to jump where Jennifer just said that. I think it is that because I've had my vendors literally tell me that brides came like with pictures of my wedding, like do this just like this yeah. do this whole thing. And I've seen my wedding. I had a girl in the store before who stopped me and was like, I think I saw your wedding because she had the same color. She had the same. She wanted the same everything. So it is a little bit of like, let me just do this again because I know it was good last time. So I would say the trends that I definitely see in black weddings would definitely um, be the whole photo photo montage thing of like the spinning photo thing has been very popular amongst black weddings. And another thing, though, I love, love, love it. But the bridal robes have definitely it's definitely a black trend, but all of them look the exact same. I am here for a good bridal robe moment. I am. But they all look the exact same. Like there's no type of they're all lace. They all either have these poofy arms and they're all taking pictures standing by a dress. Um, so the whole bridal suite, even bridal suites all look the same to me. Like there's no originality. Like either you see the bride balloons and balloons hanging in the hotel. Right. Or you're seeing somebody come in, they're sitting on a chair, the dresses, you know, their wedding dress is standing right there. And then they're posing, you know, in their bridal robe, which they all look great, but it's the exact same. Like there's no difference. Like my thing is, even if we just had a different color, like I would even be okay with that. But I mean, white is typically a broad color, but even just to branch out a little bit, like I think it would definitely be okay. So those are like the two things that I see is that bridal robe and now the popular um, photo booth type style um, during like a reception or cocktail hour. I just want to say real quick that we can blame Candace for that. Because Candace, I really feel like you were the first one with that bridal robe. And then after that, everybody started wearing that robe. I, I didn't see that before. The problem is, and that's why, because I had a, I hate to say that, like, my wedding went viral. That sounds really... It did, though. Obnox- I know, but that sounds so obnoxious to say. So I get, the, as I feel like I'm a part of the, all of our weddings look alike. But I know that. That's fine. So I get, like... If you just like glam, you just like glam. But I also mm-hmm. know, like, my sister is the opposite. And she wanted very, like, her natural hair and a little more simple. And when I tell you, we could not find any info or images of Black people having that kind of wedding. That's when I think it becomes a problem. When it's like, you don't see brides with braids. Or you don't see brides with their actual hair. Or you don't see a Black girl who doesn't have on a fully beaded cinch waist dress. Like, then it's just like, we all don't want sequins tablecloths. We are not a monolith. And I think that's the issue. Even when I'm posting on my Instagram, it's sometimes hard to not find like the same, like we don't all have a snatched eyebrow and like we like it's all starting to look very repetitive. That's where I think it starts to be an issue. I will say you do a really good job though at posting the diversity. Like, oh, this girl has a pixie cut or this girl has box braids, you know, like, it's somebody well, out there is like, oh, let me save this because right. I would have never thought that I could wear this. Um, right. Before we go, I or go to the next point, I'm noticing. So Tania and I like to joke about this um, because 
since I'm doing my vow renewal or whatever later this year, I was like, let me get another dress. So went to a popular place here, dress rental place here. It's only one. So everybody knows, but, and I got a dress that's amazing, gorgeous, beautiful. I've seen it a thousand times since I've like, since we went and tried it on, I didn't see it before. I never saw it. Now I can't stop seeing it. Like we'll just share photos from time to time of like, look, here's somebody else in that same dress. And if they're here, I know where they got it from. Cause sometimes they'll tag them. And I'm like, Damn. so at least, yeah, I'm gonna send you a dress. Okay. <laughs> but at least like, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm glad I have two because you know, if I really want to be like, I want to look, I keep thinking of that one uh, episode of Sister, Sister, like when they wanted these two dresses they saw in the mall. Um, but Lisa was like, I'm going to like design you a dress. And they were so hell bent. They like changed in the limo, got there and everybody's wearing the same two dresses <laughs> at the prom. And they try to get back in the limo to change. And it's like, that's, that's the stress. But even if it's not that dress, it's still that style. I see that style a lot now. Um, I want to add one more thing mm -hmm. that I've been seeing as of late, the hair. So it's like this one hairstyle, it's down and it's like wavy. And then they have like the pendant tucked, you know, and I'm like, it's, it's a beautiful hairstyle. Don't get me wrong, but right. everyone has the same hairstyle. And I'm just like, uh. And Candace, yeah, I think you started that. Yeah. That is true. That <laughs> yeah. is true. I didn't start it, but I definitely had that too. That's why as soon as you said it, I was like, the body wave. Yes. I did it. Yep. Yes. Everyone. <laughs> okay. So y'all just killed my dreams because that was typically this. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. It's probably going to look beautiful on you. Yes. Day, nobody is going to look like you and right. yourself. Your fiance is going to be looking at you. He's not going to be like, there was that one girl with that hairstyle that wasn't like, <laughs> right. I don't think that should stop you from doing it. I just think, no, it's, I think it's more so a problem for the vendors, not the brides. Well, I think, I think it's just like, you know, with our hair anyway, just trying to find the diversity of what to do. Like you're worried about, is my leave out going to sweat out? What's going to look exactly. like pictures? Like it's right. You really don't have that many options. It updos, or pinned back is not everybody's style or it doesn't fit the style of dress or Correct. that you choose. So our options are very limited on what we can and cannot do unless you are a bride that says, yep, I'm wearing my natural hair. This is me. Or, you know, I've never necessarily saw a bride with braids, but I'm sure a lot of them, you know, wear the braids or things like that. But I have seen, you know, girls with they have beautiful dreadlocks, but then they'll cover it up with the wig for their wedding day. Like just to necessarily fit into the style that is in right now for bridal hairstyle. So we really don't have, and it's not anything that we ever really talk about. It's just like, you either got three options. You either gonna wear your hair parted in the middle, parted to the side, or you gonna do an updo. Like those are typically the three options that we have. And so we're all trying to figure out how to make it different or if we're just looking on Instagram and just saying, hey, I want my hair just like her hair, then that's how we all end up looking the same. It's the blueprint. 
It's the, think, blueprint. it's the blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> That's the challenge. And I would love to see hairstylists like come back to couples and say, like, I think Candace said it best. If you're glam, you're glam. Like nobody's telling you to be somebody you're not, but there should be more than three options for black hair. Black hair is, has an array of different things that we can do. So, you know, I don't, I would hate for brass to feel like they only have three options. There are so many more things that you can do. Uh, Braves, hell, bring back finger waves. I mean, do something that is a that is who you are that fits your style. Like, how would you wear your hair if you had a hot date? How would you wear your hair if you were going to accept an award in your field? Those are things that we should bring back to the bridal um, world. And it shouldn't be this level of bridal hair is this and it's not this. I agree. I'm, But I feel you. Um, like, I'm currently struggling with that as well. Because I'm like, how... Like, what's going to look good with the dress that I want, you know? But then I don't want my hair to look crazy because when I sweat, child, this natural hair goes everywhere. Ramia, so how have you tried to ensure that your wedding feels unique to the two of you? So for one, I will say, like, for me, like, personalization and aesthetics have played a huge role. Um, Me and my fiance are both very detail-oriented. So things that other people or other weddings we've gone to didn't necessarily do, we're probably incorporating it. And people might think it's a little extra, but it's things that we like and we know, like, makes a big difference. We have a custom-made logo that we've had and we've made, even from our... I guess you can call it like our bridesmaids and groomsmen proposal boxes. I mean, even those were different from the personalization and things like that. They weren't your typical boxes that you would see off of a bridal page or this is specifically like we weren't giving them candles and a pen and a champagne glass. And that's okay if some people do that. But I think it kind of starts from the top and trickles all the way down to your wedding and just staying consistent So personalization was definitely one. And then another thing is our planner. So that was a big, big thing for me. And I struggled for months trying to find a planner where I'm at. I have talked to several planners and a lot of things just did not feel right. And I ended up having to find a planner that was not in my my city. Um, I had to kind of venture out to what I felt like was going to be the best fit for me in my fiance's wedding um, and looking at their page and seeing that they not only specialize in weddings, but they do very luxury grandose type of events. It was like everything to me because I get to see that they can be creative in different aspects than just a wedding. Um, even though wedding is a specialty for them, they are still able to create an experience for whatever type of event that you're looking to have. You're like, from the first time we talked to you where basically you had just gotten engaged and y'all weren't planning anything to now it's like a completely like a 180 of like, look, we had to go through and really figure out what planner was going to work for us, not just settling or just going for like the first one that says, you know, because I think it's easy to like say say things that sound good, but you don't really know what it means. So And shout out to my mom and my future mother-in-law for that because they had to have a serious conversation with me about planners that I was like, what about this? And what about that? When they were like, this is not even your style. This is not, 
even anything that you said that you wanted previously, like you need to have somebody that's going to give you the experience that you're looking for. And so again, without really talking to people that know you. Cause sometimes when you're a bride, you're just consumed with everything wedding and what looks good. And typically what's on Instagram, because that's all you really see. So for me, that's the first thing I gravitated towards was, Oh my gosh, I have to have this planner. You know, their work is so amazing, blah, 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 blah. And then not even realizing they don't even specialize in things that I even like, like it's beautiful work, but it's not for me in the type of experience I want for my wedding. So that really helped me to kind of like come down and say, okay, let me regroup and let me start really looking to see what I really want in my planner. So that way they can execute my vision. Very good. Now, why do you think there isn't diversity in bridal looks? I think it's a little bit of kind of what we said with the comfort, but also lack of options. Um, And like I said, I think a lot of it's on the vendor. Like, a lot of these hairstylists might be Instagram hairstylists who only have like three specialties. So you're going to get the wand curls, you're going to get this ponytail, or you can get like whatever their side do is. Um, so I think it's some of that and a little bit of laziness. Um, if you see what's popular, you might not be as inclined to like keep learning other things. Everybody's booking you for this and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this type of bouquet because this is what the girls are liking and I'm going to do this. Or if people are liking these balloon things, I'm going to start doing these balloon arches and then we're just going to do that for everybody who comes. You all going to get this balloon arch. So I think it's just a combination. I think it's just trends. I think bridal has always been super trendy. And I think when you make it even more niche and make it a certain culture, then it's like, we've all been to weddings and heard the same. I can name you five songs that somebody is getting married to coming down the aisle to this Saturday. Like we just, it's hard not to, to get outside of those things and you want to be on Instagram and you want to be reposted and you don't want people to think you're weird or like not cool. So you want to kind of be in that bubble with them. So it's a lot of that. I agree. Um, (laughs) When you said about the balloon arch, uh, Ashley, Ashley, uh, she was just talking about the balloon arch. (laughs) She was like, (laughs) with anything, there's going to be a balloon arch. I mean, I've even made a balloon arch back in the day so I mean I get it I mean it's easy and it's and it's really pretty so I mean why not (laughs) and these days I feel like they're being more creative like there's like different colors there's big ones small ones but anyways how diverse can you really be with balloons (laughs) (laughs) it's the full arch versus part of the arch like (laughs) I mean now they're putting like flowers in it and you know don't put balloons in my wood <laughs> this is not a birthday party. <laughs> oh, okay. I will also say, in terms of like things being diverse, and I think a lot of brides have to be cautious of this. And I'm sure from a planner standpoint, they will also let the bride know like the more diverse and creative and grand you may want to be for your wedding, make sure that your budget fits that. Because oftentimes, yeah. A lot of brides want all these big things and the budget just doesn't coincide with that. So there's a way to be creative on a budget without things necessarily looking like a DIY project. But that is something that, for one, you have to have a creative planner. If you're again, if your planner does not specialize in necessarily creativity, but they have a blueprint for floral designs, then that's what it is like believe them when they say that um 
But I think budget also has played a huge role. Depending on what your budget is, that's going to really depend on how creative and how different you're going to be able to have your wedding. So if you do really love florals, make sure that you have a very big floral budget because florals are expensive. So if that is what you're wanting for your wedding and you want someone to create that, make sure that your budget aligns with the vision that you have for your wedding as well to try to make it different if you don't have a planner that specializes in doing different type of events. That's a really good point, Ramia. Really, really good point. Can I add to, I'm passionate about this because this is literally why Coco Bride started because lack of representation. I, how do I say this without being shady? We don't have a lot of platforms that show our weddings. Um, there may be one or two specifically that I'm not going to name that we probably all know. And they post the exact same. They literally only post you if you look like this and if your budget is 50,000 plus. So I think it creates a space in Black Brides' minds. This is all I've ever seen of Black weddings. This is what we're supposed to look like. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is the only way that your wedding is beautiful because no other platform has ever shown me that a bride is beautiful with a little bit of makeup on and her natural hair and a flowy dress. Like, so I think lack of platforms makes gives us a very narrow view of how our weddings can look. And that sticks with you, even if you are not a wedding person, you weren't planning it forever. You you don't know that you're taking that in, but you that you remember that. This is a podcast, so people cannot see me, but I am over here going crazy about what Candace is saying. Yes to all those things. We need to see more brides, more couples that do not look like the same three publications that show the same wedding over and over again. We add value to that. You're right. The couples are looking like, well, I guess my nerdy wedding is not good enough. I guess my nautical wedding is not good enough or my whimsical wedding is not good enough because they all look the same. And this is a successful wedding versus being who you are and letting your your style and your love story determine what your wedding details are. And That's that, a whole word. And that kind of brings me back. I don't know if you guys ever watched this show, but I used to be obsessed with it. It was on TLC called Four Weddings. And yes. rides, I mean they would do some very different things like that fit their personality, whether it would be, I'm a glam bride, I'm a DIY bride. Me and my husband are into pirates and dogs and cats and all types of things. But it was unique and special to their wedding. And we have gotten so far away from being unique and different because, again, that's not what platforms on social media are posting. And people want that viral moment for their wedding. That I mean, that's just typically what it is. They want this viral moment. They want to be able to say, oh, this person posted me, that person posted me. And then it's like, well, two days later, they're posting the exact same thing, just maybe different location, different planner, but everything is the exact same. So I don't know where it is where most Black couples have gotten away from just being creative or having a wedding that specifically fits them, if that makes sense. And I would like to see more diversity when it comes to that, even if it is, you know, like Jennifer had mentioned, a different wedding that we're not used to seeing. I think that would help because all brides are not the same. Like, we're just not. And we only share those type of weddings on social media platforms. And so we think, again, that is the blueprint. We have to have a wedding like this. We have to wear our hair like this. And we have to have this same photographer. Like, 
we don't know how to think outside of the box when it comes to just being creative. And it starts with the bride. Yeah. I was, I was going to add, because I agree with that 100%. I think one of the first things that we talk to our couples about when we go into that design phase is, what do you guys do together? Are y'all movie people? Do y'all, are y'all foodies? Do you like to climb mountains? Because if you're climbing mountains, I'm not going to give you a glam wedding. That's not what we would design for you. Um, if you are kayaking down rivers, then we're not going to do a whimsical wedding. You want something different. We have a couple that's getting married in September. They're dog people. They love their dog. They have a coffee bar and there's going to be a do- their dog's face is stenciled to the espresso. Like that, those are the details that I swoon over because to me, that is a representation of who they are and that shit going to be fire. I'm sorry. No, you're <laughs> but fine. Gonna be fire. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a coworker. I guess he's a coworker, but basically um, him and his wife, they recently got married and they were like, yeah, we love hiking. We love going to the mountains. And they literally had their wedding like outside in front of a mountain, in front of a waterfall, like his wife, was like, I'm a DIY everything. And and that's exactly what she did. And I mean, it was true to them, but they're Asian. I was know, about to say, so. what was their race? That's what yeah. I was going to ask. <laughs> they're well, Asian. So. Well, I think it's a cultural thing because I don't know if it's because we as a culture, like usually set the standard of cool. So we feel more pressure to be in that because from styling, I have had other races who they are like, I have seen people have Chewbacca as their flower girl because it was a Star Wars wedding. I have had brides like, I'm wearing hiking boots because we're hiking to this mountaintop to take pictures. Like they are not afraid to do all the things. But every time I have like a black bride come in or I speak to black bride, it's we're like, I can almost tell her what she's going to tell me. Like once she starts, I'm like, oh, okay. Then it's going to be beautiful. But I'm like, why? I don't know why, like you said, we don't say, well, we are huge foodies or we love this. We just kind of go into this thing and I don't know what it will take for us to get out of that or get comfortable being different. And honestly, if you do something really different, you're going to go viral too. If you are a black person with Chewbacca as your flower girl, you are absolutely at least going to be on the shade room or somewhere. So you can have your Instagram moment without having to be duplicating somebody you saw. People still talking about the flower guy that was going down the aisle. That was something that was so different. People love that. Exactly. I think it has something to do with like what weddings mean in our culture versus like in others, you know, like weddings are a little bit more expected. Not to say like black people don't get married. We obviously have, we've all gone through that or going through that. Right. Like, but I don't know. It's just like something different about like, oh, oh, you're getting married. Good for you. Like I remember sometime last year I went to this, uh, like praline place or whatever up by me and I was talking to like the owner or whatever and she asked me something about like further down further in the year and I was like oh well I'm getting married so I'm not going to be able to do blah 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 she was like oh I am so proud of you like that's so good you're getting married like I was telling my daughter like you know you still need to you know like I guess get yourself ready for a husband that's a, another conversation but she was like it's good to hear about like oh a black person getting married and I was thinking I in my family that's more expected but for some I forget that that's still kind of like a privilege and some people are not kind of thinking in that path so like when we have weddings our weddings are like 
an event, you know, like it's not just like everybody I feel like has some level of glam. Now, how we define glam and luxury and all of that, that's, you know, relative. But I think everyone feels like because this is my wedding day, I have to be on a certain level where some folks are more casual, you know, like white people to have like a food truck out back taco truck or like waffle house. And, you know, she's in Chuck Taylor's or something like that. It's like, that is, that's expected for them. But also how are we going to explain that to maybe our black family members that like, Oh, well we wanted to have, a Korean barbecue themed reception and they're like, but you black, you know, like that now you're trying to explain to your auntie and your uncle why we're having goju chang, you know, sauce and like ginger. It's like, you know, dipping sauce for the sticky ribs versus just having like regular ribs or whatever it is. It's like, it's a little bit more with us, like more work for us to have to do and explain so I think maybe that's even another way or reason, rhyme or reason why we kind of stick to what we know. You make a good point. Because I definitely didn't think of it that way. But yeah, you definitely make a good point. Because I know my grandma was, when I was telling her about like, I was trying different like catering companies or whatever. She was like, we just gonna have some chicken, some like chicken in two sides. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> in theory, yes. But like, it's going to try to be a little bit more elevated or, you know, have some sort of spin because we actually are foodies. So we wanted to, you know, provide some sort of experience. And she's like, Mm-mm, y'all need to do all that. Just give us like some food that everybody know they like everybody, you know, has had before. And also that contributed to like, well, why are you spending this much on your wedding? Because it don't cost that much to do this meal is essentially a repast meal, right? And I'm like, all right. Not repast. Right. So but I guess I don't know. I think the I think it's like luxury and elevated that I'm like, but why does it have to be what your wedding is? I think it's more so presentation than anything because I saw a white couple who had a waffle house truck and we were like, that is so cute. They had a waffle cake and it was so cute. But I know if I would have had a waffle house truck at my wedding, somebody's grandma would have been like we we walk house, but I think it's presentation of how you. I think that's where the planner comes in of like making it cohesive and making it a theme. And like you said, like it's not just pictures of the dog on the table. It's like in the coffee and the espresso. So I think it's just presentation. But I don't think luxury or elevated or like I think elevated isn't from luxury. You can have a casual wedding that's elevated. I don't think it has to be this luxurious over the top thing. I think that's probably where the change is to be that weddings. When I was doing all these things, just trying to do all these glam over the top things, my mom would always be like, your marriage license is going to look the same. Like whether you spend $100,000 and cover this room in glitter, or if y'all take cute pictures in the park and go to the courthouse. So I think somehow we've put the price of it with the importance of it. And that's why I think people are, paying for weddings longer than the marriage lasting half the time now. So I, I don't know what we can do to change that culturally, but I think that's somewhere in what the issue is. I think a lot of it does come down to like, we, I, I mean, I actually, I'm sure your grandmother's amazing, but what, she shouldn't have that much value in what you and guys pick for your wedding. 
Um, I think, you know, the couple that Candace was talking about with the Waffle House truck, I'm sure it was an auntie at that wedding, Shady, giving them shade. But did they care? You know, and I think as uh, Black vendors that help with Black couples and Black couples in general, this is your wedding. It's your wedding story. No one else should, I mean, maybe somebody who got a lot, $20,000 invested in it, but nobody else really should be having a say in what you guys pick. So if your food truck or your sticky ribs are your thing, let that be your thing. Um, Candace is right. It costs $60 in Illinois to get married. That's how much it costs to get a marriage license. Everything else is the icing on top of the cake. So if you, whatever you decide to do should be a reflection of you guys. And unfortunately, shady aunties and uncles will eat the sticky ribs or the barbecue ribs. They do not care what they consume because it will be free to them. They can be shady either way. Even if you do it exactly how they want it, they still gonna be shady. So right. And I would love to see more vendors challenge couples like XM. Like I know you brought me this picture of this same wedding we saw last week, but what do you guys like to do? Like how do you dress? How do you normally dress? Do you dress like like this all the time? Because if you don't, if you wear Converse and shorts, why wouldn't you do that as your wedding change for your reception instead of like buying high heels? Where the converse, like be who you are at your wedding. And I think those conversations are very important to have because oftentimes a lot of vendors don't have those conversations. Their service is their service, and this is what they offer. Either we're going to take it and pay for it, typically most of the time, or we're just going to veer away and find somebody else. So I think just having those honest and open conversations when someone walks into a vendor and says, hey, you know, I want to be able to do this. Can you execute this? If vendors are honest and clients are honest with each other to say whether or not they can or cannot produce a product for that person or for that client, I think that would really help start the conversation of, Okay, because a lot of the times, again, brides, we get caught up in just wedding, wedding, wedding. So unless we have somebody in our corner to say, hey, this really ain't your style, you really like Converse. And then it's like, oh, well, yeah, I do. Typically, we just go with what we think is wedding-ish or most popular or what's trending at the moment. So I think just having vendors to have open conversations and to be very honest. And like you said, Jennifer, asking those questions at the very beginning, what are you into? Are you into food? Are you into hiking? Are you into biking or whatever the case may be? Um, It's great that you get to know your clients based on who they are and not just what you can provide as a service for them. Now, speaking about vendors, and I know that you all touched on this a little, like how do you find the right vendor to align with your vision? Like that part is so hard. And I'm actually going through that right now, you know, as I'm trying to navigate through this process. But it is so hard trying to find vendors that that, you know, aligns with who you are. I know like Instagram, of course, but one day I like I just gave up and I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm done for today. <laughs> I mean, I know that your planner can help you and stuff like that. But, you know, like if there's someone out there who does not have a planner or who is or who has a um, um, a day of coordinator, like. How can they navigate that process? You know, I think it, it comes down to, unfortunately, you have to either fall down the Instagram rabbit hole, which I really hate for you, or you have to find that one vendor that does speak to your idea and let them recommend others to you. Um, very often, like when people are like, I want a celestial wedding, like I want, I want it the planetarium and I want stars and midnight, then 
that florist can say, oh, there's a photographer who shot, who shoots very great dark and moody work. I want to connect you with them. And then there's a station there who actually has cutouts of stars and I've seen her work before. I want to connect you to them. So it, it really comes down to like either having a professional on your side or basing that on recommendations of the one vendor you found that does align with your what you want. I definitely agree with that, um, which is I'm like, that's why I'm making a directory on my website because those big platforms, the not and all those, half of us are not on them because of rates or a lot of people just are using, they're like working off of Instagram or whatever, like minimal word of mouth they could do. But if you own the not or if you go on like Wedding Wire, well, they became one now. It is hard to find black vendors and it's hard to really see their work. And it's like, that's, I really think right now for us, unfortunately, until we get some other directories and stuff out, it is Instagram. I was like, hashtag ATL efficient, like on page 10 before I found my black woman efficient. Like it's unfortunate, but I think um, Jennifer has the right idea. I think when you find your one, even if it's your venue, if you find a venue that you're like, Ooh, this venue feels like me, I guarantee you, yes, they know a photographer, a floor, they know somebody who can do that. Cause that's in their field. I think that's why it's important though, to, like we said in the beginning, know who you're going to. Cause if you go to a glam planner, they're going to give you the glam, everything else. And if that's not your vision, you're going to end up with a wedding you don't recognize. So if you're like, I want a different wedding, then find the one, even if it's a black bridal hairstylist who's doing hair you like. I know she knows somebody because she's probably in that almost like underground world of black weddings now that are not glam. So just find them and then go from there. I will say for me, because I am still in the planning process and phase of my wedding, Finding it, it, it has a lot to do with where I live because in Nashville, you see a lot of, you don't really see a lot of glam weddings here. So it is very rustic. It is very country. It is very barn, farm, plantation even. I mean, it's it was very hard to just even find a venue that me and my fiance both were like, yep, this is it. And same with the planner, like having the diversity of black planners here, it's slim to none. So I had to venture out to a different city to find my planner because what I was looking for was not here in my city. And for me to have found that planner, of course, I had to go on Instagram and I had to really like do some thorough research. And it took me a long, when I say a long time, luckily, like I was supposed to be getting married Saturday, July 17th. (laughs) And because of COVID, it has pushed things back, but it has allowed me to be able to really set out to see, okay, I have this ample amount of time to plan now. What is it that I'm really looking for and searching for? So I had to fortunately find my planner off of Instagram. And I'm glad that I did. And I was able, and I was, able to find what I was looking for, but then I was able to be at peace with my decision because I have seen them execute so many different weddings that do not look the same um, from bridal bouquets to bridal suites or just even events that they do around their city. I was able to say, okay, everything looks different. And I know that they'll be able to give me the experience that I'm looking for. But a lot of things, unfortunately, I know you probably don't want to use Instagram because everything does look the same, but you do live in a city of diversity, I will say. But for those brides that don't live in a city, please do not feel like you can't venture out to other planners or 
other people in surrounding cities that are by you because sometimes what you may be looking for just may not be in your city. And that's okay. But Ramia said something I think is super important and I kind of want to like shoot it to the top of everybody's notes is that when you see a designer or a planner or a photographer or any wedding vendor that can do more than one look, like they got like five or six different things, then the possibility is they can do your thing too. But if you see someone who has the exact same like insert new couple here, then okay, the odds are they can't. But I think trusting vendors to say, okay, I said you got a little diversity. You may not have done the exact wedding I have in mind, but the fact that you're not doing the same wedding over and over again leads me to believe that you have the potential to meet this. Because sometimes, I, you know, vendors are looking for a challenge. They want to do something different. So if you come to them like, I want to do a Chewbacca as my uh, flower girl, then fine, let's do it. But the fact that I can do other things shows you that I am open and I think I've had a box. And I will say too, whenever you are thinking or looking for a planner, make sure that, you know, they don't always have to have the most followers on Instagram. Sometimes the underdog will give you exactly what you're looking for versus the one who is, you know, has all these falls on Instagram and they're always booked and busy. Understand their blueprint is if they have 50, 15 weddings to do uh, in the course of three months, they have this blueprint. This is what they're doing, providing the service. And not to say that they don't care, they don't take pride in their work. But oftentimes, if that is what is most popular, their room for being diverse or creative or being creative for your wedding is not always going to be there. So just because a planner may not have a, a million followers or may not get posted on every single platform doesn't mean that they cannot execute your vision. Cause most of the time, once you give them a vision for them to execute after your wedding, trust me, people will start, Oh my gosh, who was your planner or who did you use? So it's okay not to use who everybody uses and to go with someone who may not have as many followers, but can still give you and your guests an experience that you can remember and your guests can always remember as well. I definitely agree with that. Um, Because honestly, I'm finding, you know, I'm finding some vendors and they're not popular at all. Like I've never even heard of them. I've never even seen them tagged. So I'm just like, I pray they do good work. Um, But, you know, I'm in the beginning stages or whatever. So, you know, you hit that. Mm -hmm. And I want to say something real quick. And I know it may sound blasphemous for us to say this, but you may have to look outside of black vendors to get what you are going for. And it's something that like we've talked about, and I know we'll have an episode about that coming up at some point, but uh, like, you know, you want to try so hard to have this like all black wedding. If you could find a black owned venue, like check that box, you know, like having a hundred percent black vendors, but sometimes it, it just isn't feasible, maybe because of the location or the aesthetic you have in mind. Like maybe all they know is monstera leaves and you don't want monstera leaves. Like maybe that's kind of the end, you know, monstera in the pompous grass. Like maybe that's their end of what they can do, but you're trying to go beyond that. Maybe you want a little bit of mixture of like, I don't know, 
I'm not even going to start naming flowers because I don't know them <laughs> like that. But, you know, like even photography style, like. Oh, my gosh. We it's hard to. Well, well, yeah, we were yeah. just talking about that. But it's like <laughs> sometimes you want a certain photography style and the people near you that like may be able to do that. Or even some of the folks that maybe you were following, they're not black maybe they're asian or maybe they're not maybe it's just a real cool white girl that knows how to do what you want her to do um so i really felt bad but i felt like i i didn't need to no that's true i have to remember too atlanta's a little bit of an exception because for my wedding right. i was like i am in atlanta if i can't find a black person to do something in atlanta it doesn't exist but in other cities like i'm from south carolina at home Doing that would have been a lot harder. My sister managed to do it, but I definitely think, and that's the hard part because it's black representation because there probably is a vendor who does do that, who is black, but it's like, where do I find them? How do I know what they do? Like, I know black photographers who, I know the ones who do the super like saturated Instagram-y photography. And then I know the ones who do the really natural light. Like for me, I was like, I don't want the natural light. Make me look like airbrushed. But I know black girls who are like, I don't want to look like that. And I, there are ones who do that. But I know what you mean. They're like, it's sometimes you have to, you might have to get out to get certain the flowers or things like that, at least in other areas. Atlanta's different, but I don't think that's a bad thing. The intent's there. You got to, it's your wedding. You got to do what's best for your wedding. No, I agree. In Chicago, it's sometimes hard to find black vendors in all the categories. Um, I will say that a lot of minority groups have kind of branched together to kind of form a Un, untitled coalition we're like okay so we can't find a black videographer you but here's this great asian one or this great hispanic one or latin one that we think can also fit the bill um but i mean sometimes it's come down to who the best vendor like who is going to provide the best service on my wedding day and i'm spending a lot of money to make sure that it's nice and i don't want to be held back by certain things i just want to add i think the least diverse which is what i really i'm as i'm building this directory and i'm trying to find vendors i'm like i can't find anybody for black bridal designers who don't make like the three thing. of them there's like three and then usually in, those in all their dresses signature styles like yes. you can see a dress and immediately be like i know who's that by. I, I know either i know who that's by because i just know their style or i've seen that dress so it's like that's one thing where i've had girls be like i just gotta go get the best dress i don't have time to hope somebody's auntie can make it like and just try to <laughs> stick to it so there's room for a lot of diversity and growth in every I think vendor category now I will say even if you can't find a black bridal designer there might be a black owned um bridal shop that you can go to to find your dress as well and so the designer may not be black but you can there are some there probably are more black owners of bridal shops and boutiques than there are designers that will offer many different styles that you may be looking for or will give you some diversity um, because even with ready dresses, there's not a lot. So that's just something to think about as well. Next question. What advice would you give to the industry to diversify weddings? I think we might have all kind of said this in our own ways is that like showcase different weddings. I once people start to see that it's okay to be themselves, like, 
you know, you can sit at the lunch table with your friends, even if they're not on the sports team or they're not the cheerleaders. Like, this is like junior high all over again. Show diversity in the wedding, in the Black wedding industry or the Black wedding couples, and people will be more comfortable being themselves. I, I think that's one of the main things. And the other is like vendors putting a little bit of pressure on their couple. Like, yo, that's not you. Everything else you've shown me is this one set. You, every, When you walked in here today, you had on skateboard shoes. Like, why am I giving you a glam wedding? That's not who you are. I personally, I definitely agree with Jennifer. And then I'll also say, use things like Instagram and Pinterest as inspiration, but don't copy those things. Like, make sure that, you, okay, if you like this picture, okay, so how can we make it different to fit the couple? Um And I think challenging your event planner, if they are very creative, to challenge them to say, you might have some brides that might come in and say, I have absolutely no idea how I want my wedding. These are just some things that I like. And ask them to see, say, hey, can you create a mood board for me? Or what visions do you see for my wedding based on location, based on my dress, based on my color scheme? Like, can you create this vision for me? Because I may not know, like I may not be a creative person and I'm looking for my planner to execute whatever type of wedding that I may be looking for or giving me some ideas that I may not have thought of. So I think finding a vendor that specializes in creativity is very, very important and not just specialize in one specific aspect of the design process. Um, Agree with all of the above. And I think just don't be afraid to be different and creative and make it personal. I think Jennifer mentioned a lot, like this is a personal thing. I think injecting more of the couple into the wedding. It's not just a formal event. It's a wedding. I think you'll be forced to kind of pay attention to those details and stop caring about likes and who's going to post it. Because you can be one in a million glam weddings that we could post it today. Or if you do something different, we'll probably actually clamor onto you more because we're like, oh, that's new. What's that? You might be making the new trend, but for that moment, it'll be unique. And I just want to say real quick, I think a lot of people assume that two or three big black bridal brands that we all know. Um, They, some of them are actually kind of pay to play. So, (laughs) so the stuff you're seeing on their accounts is because the people that they're posting are within their network and are paying to be in their network. So they're just reposting people that are in that network. Like we talked about this a little bit last year when we had our race conversations, but there's like even tiers within those networks. So that's why you're seeing underscore photography or underscore events and design all the time. And yeah, over and over, because it's like they're paying X amount. They're maybe not doing it with the knot. They're probably not, or not the not, wedding wire, but they're paying blank this amount on a regular basis. And that's why you're always seeing their work. So yeah, dig into those hashtags and like Instagram is a, is a blessing and a curse, you know? Um, but I'm grateful we had all three of you um, talk about this today because it's really been a conversation that I know Tania and I've had a thousand times. I've had it with 
other people, some planners, some like recent brides and stuff like that, that are like, you know, those different weddings are out there. You just have to kind of like dig to find them. <laughs> or their profiles on private. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. You're right. Yeah. Like, or, you're on, or you're on Pinterest, like black girl wedding updo with braids, no extensions. Like you got to dig deep on Pinterest. Right. Man, one day I put something in and only one picture came up. And I'm like, listen, I, Pinterest, come on now. Come on. But people have to <laughs> upload on the Pinterest. That's why I exactly. think Instagram. Because if you don't upload it on Pinterest then and put the right things, then when you type in black girl natural makeup wedding, like nothing's going to come up. Yeah. It's so sad. But <laughs> you got to learn how to play the Pinterest SEO game. Because yeah. like the words in the people, right area. You're right, because uh, I think probably more Black brides are on Instagram finding inspo. 100%. Whereas white brides are, or other brides are probably more so on Pinterest still. But Pinterest is still like, it's still a big player. Because I remember like when I was starting, that like some of my vendors were like, I want to see your Pinterest board. And I'm like, from 2015, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't really been on Pinterest like that. So now let me find some stuff, look, create a board so I can send it to you. Um, but yeah. Okay, I know we're wrapping up, but I feel like actually like that right there is exactly how we get in the cycle of things looking the same. So you want to see my Pinterest board. Only so many things can be on Pinterest if somebody uploads them on Pinterest. Right. So how do you get an original idea if I'm looking at your Pinterest board and just reproducing that? Right. Like to me, I want to see like, if you show me a Pinterest board, I want to see something outside of your wedding pants. I want to see what boots did you pin last season? Like, what is your, mm -hmm. what scarves are you wearing this fall? Because then that'll help me get inspiration to produce the design board. But I'm sorry, we are we going back down the same rabbit hole? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point, though. I mean, our vendor should realize we are coming to you for all of this. Like, right. it's not just make sure the girls and the guys and everybody's in line and the rehearsal goes well and, you know, stand here, say this. It's also, okay, I'm looking for this particular thing for my wedding. Mm -hmm. Be able to look and find it for me. You know, it has to be out there. I might not have been able to see it, but maybe it's because I don't know everything. I don't know the like wholesale places that you're aware of or the different rentals. And honestly, maybe it's even on the vendors to be able to have a more diverse list in some of the vendors and networks that they work with to be able to produce this stuff. Like, so like, don't give me this and this, you know, like, please have a list. And maybe it's not somebody that's in Georgia or maybe it's not somebody in Atlanta. Maybe it's in Macon. Maybe they're in Savannah. Maybe they're not that expensive or maybe they're like in Greenville, South Carolina, like find, find somebody, help me. Like, <laughs> you know, so um, I think it's on a lot. It's on, it's on everybody to be able to actually make this happen. So again, that's why we're thankful for Coco Bride. We know that when Ramia's wedding happens, it's probably going to go viral as well because your engagement photos did. Um, and Jennifer, I mean, it's on like the weddings that you're producing. They're going to be the ones that can like inspire that change and be the one that some, you know, 
black girl just scrolling her feed is like, oh, actually, I've never seen something like that. Let me save that so I could come back to it later. This was a good conversation, y'all. And I think we've helped someone out there because y'all helped me. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. So now we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. Who would like to go first? I will go. Okay. I will shout out my planner, uh, Wells Design Events and Company. That is who I'm going to shout out this week. So shout out to them. Thanks for being amazing. And yeah. Very good. Shout out to the Sunniest Designs. She is a florist in the Chicagoland area. Um, she just celebrated her second biz birthday. So she is really like producing some really fun stuff. Also, shout out to Emily Melissa Photography. Um, she is one of the, I thought of her because she does a lot of out of the box stuff. She is not giving you the same exact photo over and over again. And she does a great job of connecting with her couples to make sure their photos are a reflection of them. Um, and then lastly, Chicago Film Company. Uh, Daryl is great and we've worked with him a few times and it's really just fun to have um, a Black videographer who is, again, not shooting the exact same things. Um, and each time I work with them, it's a little bit different. So it's nice that it's not like business as usual with those companies. I just want to say, Emily, she is like, that's what I'm looking for. Like, yes. that's the type of photography that I'm looking for. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. So are you typically just going for photographers that specialize in weddings? Or are you going for photographers who can probably execute your wedding based on the style that you see them have based on Instagram? Because I know sometimes even here in Nashville, like some people will just say like they're a wedding photographer, but it all looks the same. But then there's also been photographers that I've seen that may not specialize in weddings, but I feel like they could still execute the vision that I'm going for. Yeah. So I'm looking at everyone, but I would prefer a wedding photographer just because they know how to maneuver. They know the timeline, you know, but I mean, if I find someone who's not a wedding photographer, then I'll just have my wedding planner to work with them and, you know, get everything down packed. But I'm looking at everybody. But yes, Candace, who would you um, like to shout out? Okay, um, so my three vendors. First, I'm going to start with Irene Tindell Events. I always shout out Irene. She was my planner. She is so diverse. She will do she does Indian weddings. She does black weddings. And she took my vision and takes my vision and she'll interpret it. And then make sure it's not always the exact same. So Irene Tindell Events. Um, and then I'm going to do Gavin Christensen Bridal. That is a Black-owned bridal store in North Carolina. Um, love their dresses. They do a good job of showing like plus-size brides and some natural hair and just kind of making sure they don't get 5,000 of the same dress so everybody has the same dress. Um, and then Ashley Nicole Photos. She is a wedding photographer. I mean, she does all kinds of pictures, but... I love her wedding photography because I think she does a good job of photographing brides the way they want to be photographed and not just here's how I take the pictures of you, take it and go. So those are my three vendor shout outs for today. Very nice. I reached out to Ashley, but she booked someone on the day that I asked her. So, yeah. She is booked and busy. (laughs) I will say that. She is. She is. (laughs) But yes. Okay. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? Well, um, we had a very good conversation about all of these kind of elements and whatnot. So I want to actually shout out a vendor that is in the kind of vein of what we were talking about, kind of thinking outside the box and 
things like that. So I am shouting out an event planner um, named Alyssa Monet. Her Instagram is by BY Alyssa Monet. Um, and yeah, she is in the Bay Area. She is an inclusive vendor and she likes to promote or curate, create intimate wedding experiences. So if that's what you're into, hit up Alyssa Monet. What about you, Tania? Who are you shouting out this week? Yeah. So as we're talking about uh, stepping outside of the box, Ashley, I know you mentioned this before about possibly, uh, you know, doing something Asian inspired, you know, Asian fusion type inspired foods. Um, I wanted to shout out a black hibachi chef. What? Yes. Of course, he's based out of Atlanta, but I'm pretty sure he travels. Mm -hmm. Um, He you can find him on Instagram at taste of hibachi. Ooh. Or you can find him at www.tasteofhibachi.com. Um, he has done plenty of events around the Atlanta area. He's done, um, you know, I don't know if he's done weddings, but honestly, uh, I really feel like he's good enough that he could, you know, execute a wedding. Or you can have him at a bridal shower. You can That's have what I was him thinking. At the um engagement party exactly or rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. dinner yeah there we exactly. go so actually <laughs> might look into hey yeah um yeah we need food yeah so i was uh you know monica she throws like these lavish events for her kids and she actually had him come out and i was like wait what a black hibachi chef That's okay cool, though yeah so look him up because black people love hibachi. We really do. We love some hibachi. <laughs> like, Ed and I went to a first birthday party a few months ago, and they had a hibachi chef there because their daughter loves hibachi. So it was like, I had never thought about that. It's like, oh, this is something you could do. But it was so cute, and the food was good because mm-hmm. <laughs> hibachi is delicious. I mean, you really never can go wrong with hibachi. As long as you got some yum-yum sauce, child, you good. (laughs) All right. So the final thing, um, where can people find all of you? So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ramia Joy, R-A-M-I-A-J-O-Y. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, but we probably hang out on Instagram the most. So if you really want to interact with us, come there. But we are event underscore shop, S-H-O-P-P-E underscore shy. Um, and of course, our website is always a great way to connect with us. Uh, event shop Chicago and shop again is S-H-O-P-P-E. And you can find me at the Cocoa Bride on Instagram. That is T-H-E-C-O-C-O-A Bride on Instagram. And the website, thecocoabride.com, will be launching very soon, which will have a directory on there for vendors. So hopefully that'll start the ball rolling to get some different faces tagged in these publications. Awesome. So Tania, where can people find us? So you can find us on HeWhyDo.com. You can also find us on HeWhyDoWed on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. I think I covered everything. Wherever you are is wherever we are. 
Exactly. If you're standing in the bathroom by yourself, turn around. We're right there. Oh, my gosh. You can find <laughs> Ashley at Jimmy Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Belsa Ree on Instagram and Twitter. And if you made it this far, as always, please leave us a review. We love them so much. Still shouting out our friends, Des Too Much and the real Claire Bear, um, who have given us our recent, most recent uh, reviews by the time this airs. Hopefully there have been way more than that. Well, all three of you, thank you so, so much for coming on. This was a great conversation. Um, Thank y'all. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good night. 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 Good night.